Hello, I'm Dwayne Peters with the Lupus Foundation of America, which is the founder and owner of the open access journal, Lupus Science and Medicine, that is produced by BMJ. On this podcast, we will be discussing the manuscript, Quinolinic Acid, a curanine tryptophan pathway metabolite associates with impaired cognitive test performance in systemic lupus erythematosus. Our guests are Dr. Eric Anderson, rheumatologist and instructor at the Feinstein Institutes of Medical Research, part of Northwell Health, and Dr. Megan Mackey, rheumatologist, professor of medicine, and investigator also at the Feinstein Institutes of Medical Research. Dr. Anderson, let's begin with you. Can you please provide for our listeners an overview of cognitive dysfunction in SLE and its impact on people living with the disease? In general, cognitive dysfunction refers to difficulties with things like attention, reasoning, memory, among some other functions. But patients will often refer to cognitive dysfunction as a brain fog. And cognitive dysfunction in lupus brings up a lot of different challenges. The first is that the assessments for it are very variable, some being more sensitive in actually detecting cognitive dysfunction than others. And another big challenge is that multiple things can affect cognitive performance in lupus. Things like depression or anxiety, medications that patients are taking, infections, and many other things. So the difficulty we have is really attribution. How do we attribute cognitive dysfunction to lupus? And we hypothesize that lupus directly affects cognition through different inflammatory pathways. So in order to prove this, we have to assess cognitive performance through testing while also controlling for and many other things that can impact cognition that aren't related to lupus. And we know that cognitive dysfunction and lupus affects anywhere from 6% up to 90% of patients. And this really reflects that wide variability in the testing that I was referring to. But we know that it's distressing to patients. So in a recent large survey of thousands of lupus patients, forgetfulness and lack of concentration were among the most distressing symptoms that affected their quality of life. Okay, before we get into more detailed questions about your data, can you first provide background information on interferon alpha and the curanine tryptophan pathway and their relationship with impaired cognitive function in people with SLE? Interferon alpha is a protein produced by activated immune cells, and high interferon alpha levels have been reported in lupus for quite some time since the 1990s, and interferon alpha is linked to lupus pathogenesis. And further, interferon alpha induces an enzyme that breaks down the amino acid tryptophan, and tryptophan is further broken down into the metabolized quinolinic acid and kynorenic acid. And both quinolinic acid and kynorenic acid affect neuron function. So quinolinic acid can promote neuron dysfunction or death, while kynorenic acid can be protective to neurons. And this imbalance in the metabolites, specifically higher quinolinic acid relative to kynorenic acid, has been associated with cognitive dysfunction. So this has been looked at in brain diseases like Alzheimer's, in depression, and also in hepatitis C patients who actually receive interferon alpha as a treatment. Whether this imbalance is present in lupus and whether it's associated with cognitive dysfunction or depression in lupus hasn't been studied up to this point. So that's why we've pursued these studies. Dr. Mackey, anything to add? 
I would just highlight here what Eric said before, the fact that interferon alpha can directly stimulate the enzyme that breaks down tryptophan into those two metabolites, quinolinic acid and kynurenic acid. And that's really the link. And that was his idea to pursue this study. So why did you undertake this study? Specifically, what gap in our understanding of cognitive dysfunction and lupus were you trying to understand? We're really just starting to understand how lupus-associated mechanisms can affect the brain and impact cognition. We know from animal studies, from Dr. Betty Diamond here and others, that some autoantibodies in lupus can target neurons, and that can affect neuronal function, can cause dysfunction and death. We suspect that the kynorin and tryptophan pathway stimulated by interferon alpha causing this imbalanced metabolite ratio may be another mechanism that contributes to cognitive dysfunction related to lupus. So really, once we identify mechanisms that can impact cognition, this understanding could lead us to markers for these problems in lupus, or it can perhaps give us targets for therapy, perhaps prevent damage to the brain and help preserve cognition. This is only one little piece of the puzzle because many, many things contribute to cognition and in lupus per se affecting cognition, there are likely multiple pathways as he's already described some and others, certain cells being activated within the brain that cause chronic damage. And and this was a new pathway that really had not been investigated in lupus as of yet. It's another piece of the puzzle. So what were the goals and objectives of your study? And what was the specific focus for your investigation? Our primary goal was to determine whether lupus patients have this metabolite imbalance in the blood. So higher quinolinic acid relative to kynorinic acid compared to healthy individuals. And if so, whether having that metabolite imbalance was associated with poor cognitive performance or depression in lupus. So let's move on to explaining the structure of your study. How did you develop the process and who was involved? What was the study cohort? So this was an observational study consisting of 74 lupus patients and 74 healthy volunteers. None of the participants, importantly, had any history of brain diseases. Everybody underwent a series of cognitive tests, and they also underwent assessments for mood and pain at two time points, at baseline and at six months. And at the same time as that, metabolite levels were also measured in the blood. Dr. Mackey, anything to add? I think we should add too. I mean, this was really a wonderful feat by Eric to recruit so many healthy individuals and lupus patients and his cohort of lupus patients were 45% black and I forget the number Hispanic, but it was a robust percentage. So it does reflect the population of patients we really see. Can you provide more details about the tests that you performed? A big part of it were computerized tests. So there's a computerized battery of tests that's commonly used called the Automated Neuropsychological Assessment Metrics. And this test tests a variety of cognitive domains. These include reaction time, working memory, visual spatial processing, sustained attention, spatial memory, 
And we also tested something called spatial memory, which involves array of objects, two by two, where participants are asked to remember not only what the objects are, but where they are in relationship to one another. And this gets at testing spatial memory among different objects. And in addition to cognitive tests, we also measured depression, anxiety, pain, fatigue. And for lupus patients, they also had their disease activity assessed and what medications they were taking. Okay, so what were the findings? What are the main takeaways from the data that you generated? The first finding was that lupus patients had significantly higher quinolinic acid relative to kynorinic acid. So they did display evidence of this metabolite imbalance compared to healthy individuals. The other important thing is that the metabolite imbalance correlated with worse performance on a memory task in lupus patients. And another finding was that the lupus patients perform worse on all of the cognitive domains compared to healthy individuals. When we looked further using statistical modeling, we found that the association of the metabolite imbalance with cognitive performance remained significant when we controlled for those other factors that potentially affect performance, like medications, like disease activity, and other factors. In prior studies, the ratio among kynorenin to tryptophan has been used as a gauge for activity of this pathway, which, as we hypothesize, is driven by interferon alpha and lupus. So we were interested to see if interferon alpha is pathogenic in lupus, and there's been some evidence that it may associate with disease activity, then does a high kynorenin to tryptophan ratio exist in lupus? And is this related to the patient's disease activity? So your finding was that you didn't see that relationship. Is that correct? That's right. Disease activity, based on our findings, did not associate with activation of the pathway. We did find that some serology in lupus, meaning high double-stranded DNA, antibody titers, and low complement, had an association with high quinolinic acid relative to kynorinic acid. And we'll further explore that relationship in further studies. I think, though, important to remember that the lupus did have the high kynorenin to tryptophan ratio indicative of this IDO enzyme activation compared yes. to the healthies. Are there any limitations to the data that you presented? We measured the metabolites in the blood. While measurement of the metabolites in the cerebrospinal fluid, the fluid that surrounds the brain, may give a more direct representation of the metabolite levels in the brain. Having said that, there are several studies in various populations that show that levels of the metabolites in the blood may accurately reflect what's actually going on in the brain. So there seems to be a correlation between the blood and brain levels. So that's one limitation. I think another we have to acknowledge is that this study was really a snapshot of one point in time. So we're limited at this point in our understanding of how the metabolites, if they do change over time or if they remain stable and what's their association with cognition and depression over time. But studies are underway to better understand those relationships. Were there any surprises or unexpected findings among the data? A surprise to us was that the imbalance in quinolinic acid relative to kynorenic acid was not significantly associated with depression. And in studies of non-lupus patients prior to this, this has been studied in populations who have clinically significant severe depression. So in our study, there was actually very few subjects who had that level of clinically significant severe depression. So we hypothesized that it might be related to the small number of subjects who had significant depression. And that's why that relationship didn't pan out. So what's the future for this line of study? 
So we have already been looking at this longitudinally. As I mentioned, we've collected this data at baseline and also at six months. So our goal is to further understand the relationship of the metabolite imbalance with for cognitive performance over time. You know, as I mentioned, we don't know yet whether these metabolite imbalances persist or change over time, and also how it relates to cognition and depression over time, the relationship between those. And I think another exciting line of work related to this study is we're looking at the relationship between interferon alpha and the pathway in more detail. So we collected whole blood RNA at each time point, and we're currently analyzing associations among interferon alpha stimulated gene expression and the metabolite imbalances, along with changes in cognition and depression. And that's important because interferon alpha may also be a treatment target of cognitive dysfunction in lupus. When did you begin this study? What year was used as the baseline? That's a good question. It was 2018 was when we first started. We have data at this point at baseline in six months, but I think another interesting possible future line is to look at this even longer than those time points. We're also looking at this in a different cohort. We'll be looking at it with the brain imaging studies. That's true. And and that will be very interesting. How might these findings influence the future of patient care? I think at this point, more work needs to be done to confirm this association between the imbalance in quinolinic acid and cognitive dysfunction. But if confirmed, this imbalance can possibly be used as a marker for cognitive problems in lupus, or as I mentioned, even a target for therapy. And I think the really exciting thing is that if that is confirmed, there are potential treatments that are non-immunosuppressive, which as we know, you know, a big problem in lupus is the complications that come from immunosuppressive treatments. So that would be a great thing to have if we can have something that targets this pathway, can correct this imbalance, and possibly help protect the brain. Anything else you want to add to this discussion before we wrap it up? Really, our work highlights that a lot more needs to be learned in terms of not only this pathway, but in terms of how lupus may affect the brain in terms of mechanisms. And, you know, I think ultimately, as I was saying before, this work is really valuable in that it can help us to try to find markers for things that affect cognition, as opposed to the many other potential things that we're faced with that can negatively impact cognition, things like the medications and the infections, things like that. Well, it does appear that we are starting to get a better handle on the causes and impact of cognitive dysfunction in lupus. Is that a fair statement? I agree with that. And I think, you know, another part of this, like Dr. Mackey had brought up, was the neuroimaging, which is really giving us some ideas of what may be happening in the brain in lupus patients. In lupus patients who don't have any diagnosed cognitive disorder or may not even be displaying overt cognitive problems that their doctors can pick up but we're finding that they have damage on brain scans. And this is just something that we're beginning to understand and further pursue. Any final thoughts you wish to add? Well, I think we'd like to express our gratitude for the many lupus patients and the healthy volunteers who participate in these studies because they gave a lot of time and effort in doing it. And also the researchers, coordinators, nurses here at the Feinstein who helped in so many ways. And also Dr. Mackey, my mentor, who's been an inspiration in doing this. Well, congratulations on the publication of your manuscript, and thank you for taking time to speak with us. Our guests have been Dr. Eric Anderson, rheumatologist and instructor at the Feinstein Institutes for Medical Research at Northwell Health, and Dr. Megan Mackey, rheumatologist, professor of medicine, and an investigator also at the Feinstein Institutes for Medical Research. 
they discussed the manuscript Quinolytic Acid, Curanine Tryptophan Pathway Metabolite Associates with Impaired Cognitive Test Performance in Systemic Lupus Erythematosus. It's published in the open access journal Lupus Science and Medicine and is available for free online at lupus.bmj.com. For the Lupus Foundation of America, I'm Dwayne Peters. Thank you for listening.